This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknotes Morning 5 here on Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by our special guest, welcoming her back on the show, Monica Daniels, obviously the mother of Paris Johnson Jr. Um, And I want to let the the good people know, Monica, we had this interview scheduled before the Notre Dame game. It wasn't like Paris balled out and I was like, hey, Monica, can you come on the show? We had this scheduled already. We're going to get into how Paris played, but uh, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I hope you're doing great this morning. I'm, I'm doing wonderful. Um, if I can just share with the listeners, I'm a little hoarse um, for cheering our Buckeyes on and our Yellow Jackets on just the other day. So I am a little hoarse, but I am feeling great. For those that don't know, Monica's husband, Mike, is the running backs coach at Georgia Tech. Not that we weren't already going to be rooting for Georgia Tech the other night. And they kept, or last night, they, or a couple nights ago, they kept it close. Yeah. Um, and then Clemson pulled away, but we were going to be rooting for Georgia Tech no matter what. But Buckeye fans out right. there, don't forget Monica's husband, running backs coach at Georgia Tech, so root for their Yellow Jackets this year. Yes, right. please, absolutely. Let's get into it. So Paris just balled out. I mean, Foskey's also projected as a first round pick. She had two projected first round picks going toe to toe. I do yes. a post game podcast, Monica. I have people asking me. I think some are joking, but some are definitely serious. They're like, <laughs> "Did Foskey play tonight?" I'm like, "Yeah, number seven was out there for Notre Dame. He just kept getting engulfed by number seventy seven. I know right. you have to be a proud mother. I mean, what, what a performance from Paris. I am. I'm very proud of Paris. He he played exceptionally well. I know there's some things that Paris needs to tighten up, but he played exceptionally well. I am one proud mom. He did a great job. Yeah, and he's getting a lot of national pub. I mean, like, it's not just reporters like me like saying it. Although I think some of the national guys saw my tweet and then they're piggybacking. No, I'm kidding. I'm like, sure Dane, that's what it is. That's what it was. <laughs> I was first to say it. No, uh, but Dane Brugler does a great job. He's a frequent guest on the Bucknuts Morning 5. We actually had him on yesterday's show. Um, Dan Rubin does the Tuesday and Thursday show. Dane Brugler has been coming on our show for a long time, even before he blew up. And he posted that thing that got a ton of retweets with video of Paris and just yeah. saying Paris Johnson Jr. just shut down Posky. So... So happy for you guys. So happy for you guys. Um, Thank helps you get that so national much. pub for those national awards and all that stuff. So absolutely, um, very grateful. I want to get into Willie Anderson. Was always one of my. I'm being a Bengals fan. I always love Big Willie. Um, I know he's been kind of what. Correct me if I'm wrong. Kind of Paris's kind of like personal O line coach. Kind of not that Justin Fry isn't, but you know what I mean. Like right. kind of how quarterbacks have like their you know kind of side coach. Can you get into yes. that? How, how Willie Anderson has helped uh, tutor Paris and improve him? Yes. So Paris and Willie have been together since Paris's freshman year when he was in high school. So they've been together. He's Paris's um, um, private um, coach um, that he works with. And so they've been together since the very beginning. Uh, I've shared the story before when Paris made the transition from playing defensive end. 
he transitioned to offensive line and never played offensive line. And so Willie was able to help Paris with um, just making that, that switch, some teaching him with the, you know, punch, kick step, um, technique, a three-point stand, two-point stand, to just really helping Paris make that transition from being on the defensive side of the ball to the offensive side of the ball. And I think one of the great blessings with Paris making that transition is that Paris has great feet. And he and he was able to take what he's learned from the defensive side and make that transition to the offensive side. And Willie was very instrumental in helping Paris at the very beginning when he made that transition. And I think some of our listeners know that part of the story, uh, at least, you know, Paris, um, you know, his high school career. I think some listeners don't. I'm going to get into, into this a little bit more. We mm-hmm. talked about this last time you were on the show, but um, I think people see Paris, number one offensive tackle in the country coming out of high school, a five-star recruit, obviously. Um, and they think, oh, he's probably been playing offensive line his whole life. No. He wasn't even a full-time starter on the O-line until his junior year in high school. Now, he was playing Absolutely. football. It wasn't like he was playing D4 high school football. He was at St. I know he took over at the end of his sophomore year in the playoffs and played well uh, yes. as a starter in the so- as a sophomore when the the other the starter got hurt. Um, but yeah, get into that. Paris only was a, a full time starter and then transferred to Princeton his senior year because Saint X wouldn't let him graduate. Early. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Um, yeah, get into that. Level. I'm talking way too much. He was only no, a okay. starter on the offensive line and still was the number one offensive tackle. And still, w- absolutely. So Paris didn't make the transition into offensive line full time till his sophomore year at St. Xavier High School. And just like you said, Paris wasn't starting on the offensive line at tackle. He was the backup at tackle. And so Willie still continued to work with Paris making that transition. We were totally bought in. The head coach is Steve Speck at St. Xavier High School. And so he shared with us that Paris is better better fitted and needed at, as an offensive line player. And so we bought into that and we believed what Coach Speck said. And so when Paris made the transition, he just worked extremely hard um, during practice and working independently with Willie Anderson. He also worked a little bit with Anthony Munoz as well That's during good- that time. And so, and we just kept the faith and we believed everything that Coach Speck said and kept the faith. And then during the playoff run, um, just like you said, the starter got hurt and Paris transitioned to tackle at that moment and never looked back. And so, and even then he was still projected as a top offense alignment, a top player within the state of Ohio, even during that time. And so once he took over that starting spot um, toward the end of his sophomore year, that's when the offer started coming in. And he's been working very hard and diligently from from that time moving forward. And then, of course, his junior year, he started again at St. Xavier High School as the left tackle and then transitioned to Princeton High School, which is the school I graduated from. Everyone in our family is Princeton grads. And so <laughs> he, he went to Princeton High School his, his senior year because St. Xavier High School would not allow Paris to make the transition to graduating early. And so Paris made the decision to transfer to Princeton High School so he could graduate a semester early and be at Ohio State. He's such a great young man. We're going to get into his um, foundation later. I mean, um, I've told you this many times. I mean, he's such he's an A plus player and he's might be even a better young man. I mean, it's it's unbelievable uh, what a great job you did raising him and what a a great young man he is. I think a lot of players again, we're going to get into his foundation later, but um, I think a lot of players who five star recruits coming out of high school, number one player at their position in the country come in. Let's say there's a corner that was number one player mm-hmm. in the country. And they said, well, you know, we actually want you to play safety. We want you to play yeah. outside linebacker this year. Next year, you'll, you'll be a starting corner. Don't worry. I think a lot yeah. of them are like, get out of here. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to be the left tackle. What are you talking about? Like, right. Paris 
never even blinked. They were like, we want you to be the starting guard. He's like, okay, and went to okay. work. Now he thinks that made him a better left tackle. Can you get into all absolutely. of them? Absolutely. Back there. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And and I have to be honest, when um, Coach Day and Coach Studd, uh, which was the offensive line coach at the time, came to Paris and I and said that this is, we're going to need you to make the transition to guard um, because Thayer came back and Nick Petit came back. And so he said, we're really going to need you to play guard. We want to put the, um, the best five offensive linemen players on the field, which is why there were, everyone jokingly say, there's four tackles um, right. playing. And really should be two guards and two tackles. But ultimately, Ohio State wanted to have the five best on the field. And I also want to say, regardless if you play center, guard, or tackle, you're still an offense alignment. So at the end of the day, you're an offense alignment. And you still need to be able to understand all the positions on, on the field. And so Paris was like, okay, I'll do what's asked of me. I want to play. And that was his goal, is to play. And he also thought it would be beneficial for him because he can truly understand the position of guard because if you think back on Paris's freshman year during COVID he was the backup right tackle behind Nick Petit so when um I want to say it was um please forget oh Wyatt mm -hmm. Davis when he went down during the during the Sugar Bowl P Paris had to go out there and because he's an offensive alignment and so he had to go out there and perform and Paris had never played guard in life at that time that was his first time playing guard and so he had to perform again because he's an offense alignment and he needs to be called on and so he went out there he performed um he told coach day and coach stud that he'll do whatever is needed for the team um and we felt that him playing guard will give him a better um, sense of understanding what a guard truly does and how they support a tackle um and also how a guard works really closely with the center as well so now Paris gets to walk away and say, okay, I have played left guard. I've played left tackle. I have played um, right guard, right tackle. Um, so he can say, I've played every position on this line except center. He said if he had to play center, he would play center as well. He will work on snapping a ball if that's required of him. So he's going to do whatever is needed to be not just a great player, but what's needed for the team. When he was talking to the media, um, not the last time, but it was sometime during in camp, he was asked about you know, what I just asked you about, you know, sacrificing, basically sacrificing one for the team last year and playing guard. He's like, listen, they asked me right now to go play safety. I'd, I'd play safety. Like, and yes. he wasn't he wasn't saying that to sound good to the media. You could tell there was just, a, you know, he, he's going to do what the coaches ask. It's just, it, it's, it's such a great story. Speaking of a great story. Um, now, before I get into the story, before you get into the story, really, other than Urban Meyer, who was the main recruiter for Paris before everything went down with Urban? Was it Urban? Uh, the main, it was Coach Meyer and Coach Stud. Coach Stud. I figured it was Stud. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so Paris commits to. I mean, Stud was the other line coach. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure if Kevin Wilson was involved. Okay, that makes sense though. So Paris. Commits oh, well, to I can speak on Kevin Wilson. What's unique about Kevin Wilson is that our family has known Kevin Wilson before there was a Paris Johnson Jr. Oh, wow. So Coach, yeah. So Coach Wilson and I have always had a relationship, and so Coach Wilson was always there for us. He was kind of behind the scenes. He wanted it to be an opportunity for me to get to know Coach um, Coach Meyer, Coach Stud, and then later Coach Day. So he was kind of in the behind the scenes being a resource to me. But I've known Coach Wilson since I was 19 years old. So we go way back. 
So I love this story. I I don't know how much you want to get into it. And I know you love Urban to this day. So this is nothing against Urban. But you were so excited and Paris was so excited to play for a legend. I mean, other than Saban, the best college football coach of this era is Urban Meyer. He's won three national championships. Yes. Got, you know, might have won one in 2012. He was had an undefeated season in 2012. They couldn't play because of the postseason ban. So an absolute legend. Your son's about ready to get play for play for a legend. Mm -hmm. And everything goes down. And then Ryan Day takes over, and you're like thinking. Wait a minute! I, my son was going to play for a legend. Who's who's this guy? And then yeah. Ryan Day had to re-recruit him. And I know well, you tell us. I know to this day how you feel about Ryan Day. But you maybe tell the rest of the story there if you. Will. Yeah. So we so when Coach Meyer announced that he was going to retire, he was going to step back. Uh, Paris and I met with Coach Meyer, Coach Day. Uh, we sat down with them to let them know that we needed a moment. We wanted to just pause for a second. And we wanted to make sure that we were firm in our decision. And I wanted to share, I've, I've, I've read some comments that Paris decommitted from, from Ohio State. So I just want to say, first of all, decommitment is not a true word. So I, Paris wanted to actually just take a moment just to affirm his decision. Because when he made the decision, he had in his mind that it would be Coach Meyer would be the head coach at that time. So things changed. He just wanted just to make sure he was comfortable with his decision. And so, and and that's all it was about. And we took that time to get to know Coach Day. Coach Day was very patient with our family. We got to know him, he got to know us. And Coach Day is our guy. Um, He is a family friend. Um, We are very close to the Day family. And so Coach Day, one of the things I love about him, I could go on and on and on about Coach Day, is that he truly cares about his players. He just doesn't say that with his words, but his actions, speak that time and time again and he truly cares about all the young men that is on that team he cares about their families and so we're blessed that Paris is a part of Ohio State and we're blessed to have coach Day as our head coach at at Ohio State I'm, I'm so excited and grateful to be there and again we're still close with the Meyer family we still communicate with them coach Meyer has also been a great resource to our family but coach Day he's our guy we're very grateful and I'll say, I, I talk to different parents and even, you know, it might be easy to say when your son's a star player and a starter that you like the head coach, but when your son's a third team player, maybe in his third year, whatever, and you still are telling me, I love Ryan Day. Like that says mm-hmm. a lot when the guys maybe aren't even getting as much playing time as they want. And their parents are like, I love this guy. Like I absolutely yeah. love him. So we're, we're all blessed to have Ryan Day as the head coach of Ohio State. I want to ask you about Justin Fry. Um, yeah. What are the early returns? I like what I'm seeing. Uh, what, yeah. Okay. Give me some insights on Justin, Justin Fry. Well, well, Paris and I met Coach Fry during the recruiting process because Paris had a UCLA um, offer. And so we did go to UCLA for an unofficial visit to visit the campus and to meet with Coach Fry. And he's full of life and energy. So what you see now, that's who he was years ago when we met him about four years ago. So we had an opportunity to get to know him, his wife, his beautiful children, just a great, great, great family. And when Paris contacted Coach Fry to let him know that he had made his decision and that he was going to um, move forward with Ohio State, Coach Fry, you know, said he was excited for us. He said if we needed anything, he was just one phone call away. And I truly believe that. And so, of course, when Coach Fry was, it was announced that he was going to be coming to Ohio State, I still had his phone number. And so I called him just to congratulate him. He's like, hey, Monica, you thought you got rid of me, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so 
it was it was it came back full circle it was great to see his wife again and see his children of course his kids did not remember us but <laughs> it, it was it was wonderful reconnecting I, I love the energy that he brings the passion that he brings um he's truly he, again he he mimics coach day in every sense that he cares about his players and that he wants them to be successful. He has a plan. So when he came to Ohio state, he had a plan for Paris about how he wanted to help him develop as a tackle moving, you know, transitioning from guard back to tackle. And so he was very instrumental with that process. Um, great man, great family. We're blessed to have coach Fry. Oh, thanks for those insights. That's awesome to hear that. Yeah. Um, I I thought he, he it was a good hire. It's, it's great to hear you confirm it. Um, yeah. It's easy for me to say it. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> uh, let's get into Paris's foundation. First of all, it was really, really cool to see that on College Game Day. They did a whole segment on yes. Paris. Like a, the whole, like, he did, like, a for those that didn't see it, you got to check it out. I'm sure it's on YouTube. You don't have to watch the full three-hour show. I'm sure there's a okay. clip on YouTube. Paris, they did, like, a – like a you know full segment on him. He did a diary all week, you know, a day in the yeah. life of a big time college football player going to class, going to the WAC. Um, so that was really cool. But I, you know, I want yeah. you to tell the listeners who don't know about the Paris Johnson Jr. Foundation, all the great things that he's doing, and maybe how can people help if they want to? Thank you so much. Yes, the Paris Johnson Jr. Foundation started um, Paris's sophomore year in high school. He he came to me and he wanted to help people that um, had needs. Um, and so when he came to me and actually it started because St. Xavier was um, scrimmaging an inner city school and he saw that they were sharing equipment and I didn't notice that. You know, I'm, I'm watching, making sure Paris is getting his punch right, his, his kick step. So I'm, I'm watching Paris. I'm, I'm not looking at the opponent. And so Paris is observing the opponent, of course, when he's on the sideline and he's seeing that they're sharing equipment and that was very troubling to him. So on our ride home, he, he voiced his, his frustration with that and didn't understand why they didn't have the same resources that he had. And so we, we talked through that as a family and he says, I really wish I can do something. Maybe when I you know become an adult, I can do something. I said, no, you can do something now. You don't have to wait. You can do something now. And that's when the Paris Johnson Jr. Foundation was birthed at that moment. And so Paris is also very passionate about veterans. He has a special place in his heart for our military veterans. He, he tells folks all the time, I wouldn't be able to have the freedoms that I have and play this game called football if men and women didn't sacrifice their life so we can be free in our country. And so the foundation has two pillars and one is to serve military veterans and the second one is to serve student athletes that have different needs if they need money to be able to attend camps if they need equipment paris wants to make sure that kids have what they need and all they have to do is reach out to the foundation so we've purchased knee braces for offense alignment um, we've gotten cleats for kids um, we've served food to the homeless community. We've gotten clothes to the homeless community. Um, we help um, serve veterans. So if you if there is a need, we ask that people reach out to the foundation. If people would like to donate to the foundation, um, they can do so. You can just go to the Paris Johnson Jr. Foundation.com and all the information is listed there. We, we are currently working on some upcoming events. So we're organizing those events now. One, we want to partner um, with a company 
this actually during Thanksgiving where we want to feed um, the homeless community during Thanksgiving. We want to do the toy drive again this year. And then Paris wants to do a coat drive for um, homeless veterans and also for children. So we're working on those things right now. Make sure I got this right. I'm going to put this on the banner so people can see it. I want to make sure I have this okay. right. All right. Paris Johnson Jr. Foundation.com. Do I have that right? Yes. Okay. So Buckeye fans get on Paris Johnson Jr. Foundation.com and help if you would like to. What a great cause. I love how he's got the two pronged cause or both yeah. great causes and he's just morphed them into his foundation. It's awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I kept you longer than, uh, than I said I was oh, going to. No. This was great. You, you know, you have an open invitation. Thank you so much for joining uh, me again on the show. She is Monica Daniels. Thank you so much, good lady. Thank you so much for having me. I, I love listening to you and I enjoy the show and I love just the feedback from your listeners because they're very honest and transparent. <laughs> they sure are. They sure are. And they're all saying nice <laughs> things about your son. So that's that's always nice. I appreciate that. And, and if I can make one final request, my, my request is, is that if you can continue to pray for my son, that he has much success, that he's healthy. And also, again, praying for Coach Day. Um, for the staff and all the, the amazing kids that's on the on the team. Amen. I love it. You are a pro. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is Monica Daniels, Paris Johnson Jr.'s mom. Thank you so much to Monica. Thank you to all of you for tuning into the show. We appreciate it very much. I hope everyone has a great day. Mm -hmm.